Hi, welcome to A Look Behind and Rewind. I'm your host, Tom Nielsen. Well, folks, as the summer draws to a close, I think it's time to look back at a few interesting summers of long ago. Or to be more specific, some unforgettable stories of summer jobs from long ago. And believe it or not, I've had a few of them. Oh. One of them, as I mentioned once before, was a very short stint working at the small grocery store around the corner from where we lived. It used to be called the Pied Piper, and then a new company bought it and changed its name to Mayfair. And soon after that, renamed it once again to the Big W. Well, (laughs) sometime during that period, I think it was during the Big W days, on the urging of one of my grade school classmates, I got hired there as a cashier and stock clerk. The cashier part was pretty fun. I got to ring up customers' purchases on this big old antique cash register. But as to the stock clerk duties, well, that was a different story. Not only did I have to help unload the extremely heavy crates and boxes of groceries from the big delivery trucks that came in every week, I also had to take those same boxes, open them up with my trusty razor blade knife, and then put prices on them with a nifty chrome-plated gadget that stamped indelible ink on the individual cans or cartons. More often than not, I got more ink on my hands than on the cans I was supposed to be price marking. (laughs) I also got to hang out in the back room fairly often, where they tossed all the expired produce items. Now let me tell you, if you ever got a whiff of those rotting fruits and vegetables back there, you would not want to ever set foot in a grocery store again. It was stinky. P.U. Another summer job was working in the mailroom of a small corporate office in Union, New Jersey. Now, what did this company do, you may wonder? Well, if you've ever traveled along major highways in the mid-Atlantic states and New England, you know that there are dozens of rest stops or service plazas located all along those major thoroughfares. Well, this company supplied many of the snack foods and beverages sold at those rest stops. In other words, they were in the concession business. And this particular corporate office where I was working handled the money end of things. All of the profits for these concession stands flowed in and out of this small office. And that included the payroll for their employees, payments to and from food vendors, etc., etc. And my job was working in the mailroom, where I saw all these checks coming in and out. I had to operate the old Pitney Bowes postage machine to put stamps on all the outgoing mail. And I had to make trips to the local post office to pick up and drop off the mail in these huge, extremely heavy cloth bags that looked a little like uh, Santa Claus's sack of Christmas toys. And every once in a while, I also got to take the company car, a cute little Ford Falcon, on various errands around the area. Once as far away as downtown Newark, New Jersey. In other words, I was pretty much a glorified gopher. Oh, by the way, the trip to Newark was not without incident. I was not prepared for the maze of one-way streets in that big, overwhelming metropolis. So I wound up driving the company car right down the middle of a one-way street against the traffic. Oh, man, (laughs) I was lucky to get out of there alive. The following summer, I applied for a job with the U.S. Civil Service. 
At the time, they had a summer internship program going where they hired college kids like me to perform various tasks at government facilities, like a Navy base in Bayonne, New Jersey. At first, I wasn't sure I was going to get the job, so I accepted a different position just in case. That was the time I worked for a grand total of only two or three weeks, pumping gas at one of the service plazas on the New Jersey Turnpike, <laughs> along with a couple of my high school buddies. It was a sweaty, thankless job, especially in the heat of the summer. But somebody had to do it. Yeah! I also remember checking the oil and washing a lot of car windshields during my brief time there. Yeah. But then one day, I got a surprise call from the civil service. My application had been accepted and I was told to report to the Navy base to begin a job there, working for the public information officer on the staff newsletter and other miscellaneous PR activities. So finally, I'd managed to get a foot in the door of my chosen profession. I was now going to be working as a student journalist, helping to write stories about my fellow employees and even filling in for the regular staff artist doing newspaper layouts when he went on vacation. As I recall, I had a pretty good time there, especially because I got to socialize with the other student interns who were also working there at the time. We'd get together for lunch every day and generally trade gossip about how this particular government operation functioned. In some ways, it reminded us of those crazy episodes of that old TV sitcom, Mikhail's Navy. <laughs> or maybe even F Troop. One day, when we had a power outage at the base, our managers decided to kill time by sending us all on a boat ride across New York Harbor to another location, the Brooklyn Navy Base. There, we were given a tour of their computer facilities where they demonstrated how those clever IT people had programmed the IBM punch card machines to play anchors away while they were sorting and processing data. What a great use of taxpayer money, I thought. Oh, my. And after that little demo, they took us back on the boat and gave us our very own personalized circle line tour of Manhattan. That is, until I got word on the radio that the power had now been restored back in Bayonne and we were ordered to report back for duty. Aww. And that brings us to my final summer job stories for today. One year, the job market wasn't too promising. So out of desperation, I took a job as a security guard, patrolling a service facility for New Jersey Bell, right in the middle of a strike and walkout by the Telephone Repairmen's Union. As I was told, they were concerned that some of the strikers might try to sneak into the building and sabotage the telephone equipment. Now folks, you have to understand that this stage of my life, I was still a 97 pound weakling. So in my guard uniform, I looked a lot like Barney Fife from the old Andy Griffith show. Next thing you know, they'll be on motorcycles wearing them leather jackets and zooming around. They'll take over the whole town, a rain of terror. So how in the world I was ever going to stand up to some burly telephone worker out to make trouble was a dilemma that I could never quite wrap my head around. Thankfully, I never did have to face that situation. Nip it in the bud. But then, finally, my last security guard assignment involved taking the graveyard shift at a coffee roasting factory and warehouse in my hometown of Linden, New Jersey. 
This particular outfit made instant and freeze-dried coffee for numbers of different supermarket chains around the country under their own private house brand labels. Now let me set the scene for you. The place literally reeked of coffee and the vapors from the roasting process usually wound up condensing out and settling on all the floors in the warehouse. So whenever I did my rounds, my shoes would pick up all that sticky coffee residue, which I'd then track wherever I walked. When I got home each night, I made sure to take off my shoes before entering the house so I wouldn't leave coffee footprints all over my mother's beautiful wall-to-wall carpeting. But you know, that wasn't the most unusual part of this story. The other security guard that was on the shift before me, who I relieved every night shortly before midnight, found a unique way to relieve his boredom. The small office where we stayed during those times when we weren't out walking the beat had some very nice room darkening blinds that you could pull down and completely block out the view from outside. So what this other guard would do was invite his girlfriend in during his shift and then he'd pull down the blinds and then the two of them would make out for most of the time that he was scheduled to be on duty. <laughs> I discovered this one day when I came in a little early and the girlfriend was hastily getting back into her outfit, fixing her hair and reapplying her lipstick. <laughs> well, you learn something new every day. I never realized that coffee could have that kind of effect on girls. Ooh, yeah, baby. You've been listening to A Look Behind and Rewind. I'm Tom Nielsen. See you next time. Hi, this is Tom Nielsen. If you enjoyed this podcast, you're invited to hear more of our episodes at A Look Behind and Rewind. And feel free to share our link with friends, family, and others, as well as following us on buzzsprout.com Apple, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcasts.